unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. Welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? I'm good, Nathan. How are you? I am good, and I can tell from the three shot on the camera, on the YouTube viewers screens that we have a guest lined up for this week's episode. And I saw the show notes and I'm excited about this one. Yes. All the way from Bangkok. And, uh, we had to do a little bit of jockeying of clocks, so to speak, to get this to work, but I'm, I'm really happy. Why don't we just jump into it? Our guest today is Peter Visser, who has developed an impressive business with his partners. The business is an online education business that teaches people how to trade in the stock and Forex markets. Now, what I found so interesting, and I think you'll find it interesting too, is his marketing approach. While it seems typical at first glance, when you start to look into it further, it's not typical at all. He sells to a webinar with ads that he calls zero claim, zero claim in the ads, so they always pass compliance. The ads go to a webinar that itself has no sales pitch, as Peter describes it. The webinars have generated six figures a month for the last year. And from there, he has a copy strategy using one-to-one emails and a particular way of writing copy that, again, doesn't risk the wrath of the regulators. Today, we'll talk about his lead generation process and the pitch-free webinars themselves. Peter has generously agreed to come back next week and tell us in detail about how he gets customers once they've watched the webinar. But first, let me remind you, copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So, Peter, welcome and, and thank you for making this happen. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, David. Thank you for having me. I'm actually really, really excited to be on here. What you've done with this specific niche in copywriting is just phenomenal. There's not a lot of things out there like it. So I really appreciate being invited on. Well, thank you. So, you know, first, I'd like to start with a strategy question because we have both mm-hmm. copywriters and business owners who are our listeners and viewers. Why a webinar funnel? Isn't that like so seven years ago? <laughs> yes, it is actually. And um, this one particular business we started seven years ago. We started in 2015. And the problem we faced in this industry, uh, specifically financial uh, traders, is that they're just highly skeptical. They're like one of the most jaded markets. We found that the average person that came to us had been scammed out of maybe ten to $15,000 or not even scam. They've just lost that money because maybe they didn't stick to something or maybe a broker ran off with their, with their cash or maybe they just risked too much. And so their belief in themselves and their belief in businesses that offer this kind of stuff is just, just rock bottom. So the motivation for all of this was like, well, how do you break down skepticism in an ethical way? And so... 
what we found was with a specific type of webinar, you can build proof into the page. You can build proof into the copy and into the headline. And the headline is quite simple. It's like, well, join me for three days while we trade live in the markets. And so that just eliminates, well, I wouldn't say eliminates the skepticism right up front, but the proof is built in because they're like, oh, why would this guy spend three days with me? Why would this guy go into the live markets with me? Well, it's probably because they know what they're doing. And so the curiosity is massively up there. And so traditionally to generate leads, you just curiosity like boom, right? Download this free report because it's going to contain this, 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 and this. And people really want that PDF report. And so instead of that, we're like, right, here is a very curious situation with proof built into the headline. And now you can you can join us on that. So that's the first, the first part really of why we started using webinars and it was kind of a fluke how that happened. Well, a fluke after trying 20,000 different things, <laughs> we stumbled upon one that worked really, really well. And we found over those three days, we can then just build a massive amount of rapport. And that's what it's all about. It's just about building that trust. So there's this thing that I call the authority gap. And it's the gap between where people are when they first meet you and where they need to be in order to buy something for $5,000 or $7,000. And if they see you as the complete authority, like let's say, for example, Warren Buffett, he just has to say, oh, here's my stock trading course. It's $500,000 and he'll probably have a million customers because his authority is so high. So how did he build that authority? Well, one is his track record, but really it's the rapport that he's built with the audience. It's the time that people have spent hearing about him. And so doing that over three days just really, really helps us to build that rapport. So the idea is not to pitch. The idea is not to bombard them with a sales message or a really well-crafted offer inside of the webinar, even though they've spent so much time on on there with you. The idea is for them to go, wow, I really, really like this. And then what's the catch? Oh my God, there is none, you know? And so that's the whole idea behind it. Yeah. Let me, let me make an observation and, and feel free to knock it down or agree with me. It, it seems like a very old fashioned idea, a very valid one. I mm. mean, if you think of Maxwell Sackheim's famous ad, do you make these mistakes in English? And then in the course of the ad, he explains the mistakes that people make. Now, it's not, it's not structurally identical to what you're doing, but what he does is he not only gives some value, but he proves and he gives away some information so that people are more likely to sign up for the course. Is that kind of the idea you got going here? Well, I mean, you actually hit the nail on the head there because I looked at some ads by David Ogilvy in the 1970s and 60s, and specifically his ad on how to create financial advertising that sells. <laughs> and his ad was so stupid. Like, it's just so dumb. Like, that's the headline, right? Like, compared to the, because I've got the books here by John Carlton and whatever, compared to those headlines, I'm like, this is, this is really rubbish. But it worked for him. And all he did was he just built up authority, in his ad, he just had one case study after another, and it was just pure information. And then he said, hey, if you'd like to know more, then fill out this, this form. And so 
when I looked at that and I actually got all of his his house ads based on something Frank Kern actually said years and years and years ago, I actually started collecting all of David Ogilvy's ads. And I based the whole thing around that because I thought, well, if I could just do the same thing, if I could just give people enough information so that they can trust me, then surely I can make this sale. And when you're saying that this is kind of old school, this is kind of boring because, you know, you're right. There's no I deadline. Didn't say boring. I just said old school. <laughs> but it is kind of boring because all you're okay. doing is you're generating the lead and then nurturing the lead. It's like that's the answer to this big secret, you know. We used to do pre-kick, click, post-click sequences. We used to segment the hell out of the list. We used to do secret sales, secret webinars. We would do two-day boot camps where people pay $47 and then we pitch them an event at the end. We would ask people what kind of trading they would like <clears throat> inside of a quiz funnel and then separate them just based on their answers and stuff like that. And now it's like, well, now there's just one unifying message. Now it's just, okay, well, let's just build up a massive amount of rapport. And the people that resonate with that are the people that are going to buy. And enough of them have bought to give us a 4.1 return on ad spend. Yeah. And so, okay, so we're happy with that. Yeah, so I, I want to make a couple comments. One is for uh, over 4 or OAS, return on ad spend is just incredible. Mm. And congratulations for that. Thanks. Uh, se secondly... I think it would be too easy for someone to walk away thinking, oh, all you have to do is say you're going to talk about something and then provide information. It's not just that. I mean, you have carefully curated and defined and shaped what the information should be and how the information generates a point, not in a salesy way, not in, a, in an adversarial way, but in a way that when someone takes it in, they go, yeah, shit, these guys know what they're talking about. Am I right? Yeah. So the presenter is important and they need to, they need to know their stuff, of course. But the structure is very loose. So the structure we use inside of the webinar is the first 10 minutes is a standard kind of introduction that just explains the trading strategy, explains just how it works on a very, very high level. And then it's like, right, let's look at the markets together. And then there's just live market action where it's like, you know what, I'm looking at this trade, I'm looking at this trade, I'm looking at this trade, and you just interact with them, looking after one trade after another, one market after another for an hour or two. It's literally that, and then you answer questions. And then the only call to action is like, hey, turn up tomorrow if you want more of this, because I want to see how these trades turn out. So that part's important. So that's the call to action. Then you go on to the next day, which is day number two. Now, in day number two, what you do is you say, right, yesterday we spoke about X, Y, Z. Let's have a look at what happened in those markets. So you see this one didn't work out. This one didn't work out. But this one is lining up very, very nicely. So you, so it's like a soap opera. You're giving them, there's just this immense curiosity and ability to turn up the next day. And then people go, oh, yes. And they have a lot of aha moments you know, probably five or six per session. They go, oh, okay, I get this. Oh, okay, I get this. Then the comment section is important to reinforce there. And so you ask for yeses and you ask for like, what do you guys think? And you ask for all that stuff. And then you mention people's names, you read them out, and then you read out the comments says, you know, Robert says, yes. Sally says, yes. So-and-so from Toronto says this. And then so people, people feel really good about it. And it's actually great education because now you're involving people and they're genuinely learning something. And then at the end of day two, what we actually do is we sell, um, we, we sell a book for charity. 
So we say, hey, go get this book. It's pay what you want. 100% of the proceeds go to this particular charity. And so people pay like a dollar or $10 or, or, or whatnot, and they can go get the book. And so that's really the only kind of serious call to action. But people go, oh, I'm at the end of day two here. And that's, that's what they're asking me. They're asking me for a pay what you want, you know, a book. And then you say, the only other thing I want you to do is I want you, I want you to show up tomorrow. And so then it's day three. And the day three is just an overview of everything. You can kind of see how the markets have progressed because now you're in real time. So what's the proof that this guy knows what they're doing? Well, the markets have, have, have moved in real time. And even if the trader is wrong, is incorrect, he can then explain himself, you know, and he can say like, sometimes you're incorrect and this is what happens, yada, 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 yada. So at the end of day three, there's a final call to action. And the call to action is to get a trust pilot review. And so we say, hey, if you guys have enjoyed this, you know, write a review on Trustpilot. Now, always, always we get reviews like that, maybe 10, 15, right? But we always get someone to ask and go, well, you know, can I, can I trade with you a little longer? You know, is there something else we can do? Is there something more? And the trader simply says, yeah, my team will kind of email you about that. You know, I'm not here to talk about this. I'm not here to pitch to you guys. I'm just here to hang out with you. And... That always happens and that always gets said. And then so we take the rest from there just via email follow-up. Yeah, and, and we're going to talk about that next session because I'd really like to dig in to this part a little bit. It's really interesting. I'm sure in the third day, at least at an unconscious level, they're going, okay, when's he going to hit me with the pitch? And then you never yes. do and they go, oh, my, that was interesting. Yeah. But how do you get them there? You you say that you have no claim Google ads. I'd love to know what you say in those ads because you say you never have to worry about compliance. I mean, everyone I work with in the financial space is always looking over their shoulder to see if the FTC or the SEC or the IRS or the FBI or the CIA is there or something. And you, you don't have that issue, right? You're in an entirely different space. Well, yeah, so we don't have any claims. I mean, we still worry about that stuff, of course. But in terms of compliance, we just don't seem to have many issues. If something gets if something gets flagged, you know, we hop on the phone and they're like, oh, always. They're like, oh, sorry, we made a mistake. Like this clearly doesn't have any claims. So some of the ads, it, they're just so, so simple, right? So we'll say something like pattern trading starting soon. If I see this pattern, I'm going to go short. Trade with me live. That would be it, right? Or there's one I'm looking at right now, which is like trade Euro USD with me. Want to join me live on Zoom? That's it. It's like you're talking and to it, a friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I actually have a list of all these different headlines and image combinations where, you know, there are about 65 million impressions worth of data. So I just know exactly which images work. And they're super, super simple. You've got a little talking head, which is just from Zoom. You've got a simple image of like a chart with like a pattern drawn on it, like actually with a mouse. This is a screenshot from the thing. It's the ugliest thing you've ever seen. And then you just have descriptive, descriptive language. Like for several days, I'll go into the market lives and execute trades that you can copy. And that's it. Stuff okay. Like that. Hey, let me ask you something. How would you like a complete copywriting course packed into a $10 Kindle book? Yeah. Then let me invite you to try Breakthrough Copywriting. It's only $10 and it's available now on Amazon as a Kindle. 
Breakthrough Copywriting was originally a $5,000 live seminar I held in Las Vegas. People flew in from all over the world to attend Breakthrough Copywriting. This Kindle book by the same name is a complete version of my four presentations at the seminar. If you would like to dig into copywriting basics or refresh the knowledge you already have, then you'll really like Breakthrough Copywriting. A-listers like John Carlton, Joe Sugarman, and Bob Bly give this book an A+, and you can read the reviews right on the Amazon site. This episode of the Copywriters Podcast is sponsored by Breakthrough Copywriting. Check this book out at Amazon.com today. And now, back to the Copywriters Podcast program, already in progress. So right now, um, full disclosure, I'm no big fan of Facebook. I got kicked out, and mm. the more I tried to figure it out, the more obstreperous they became. And I said, okay, I'm on vacation at least and might be a permanent one. But I just wanted to <laughs> say that. And also a lot of people, I've heard from people on other channels, they say, did you block me on Facebook? I can't find you. No, I'm not there anymore. But you don't use Facebook ads. You only use Google ads. Why is that? So a couple of reasons I got tired of being banned off Facebook. The one time they banned me is because I was in, they said, suspicious activity because I was in Cape Town the one day and the next day I was in Bangkok. And I just took a flight and logged in from two different places to check my ads. And so that's the first point. It's just their compliance is not consistent. With Google, it's not only is their compliance consistent, but I can just call someone up at any point. You know, we were spending like uh, uh, 300K a year on Facebook and it was just like a struggle for us to get any help. With Google, as soon as we spent like $3,000 a month, they started contacting me and said, hey, you know, do you want to hop on a call and have a chat with our person, yada, 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 yada. Then when we started spending $2,000 a day, you know, they just treat you like absolute gold. They get on stuff with you. They look at compliance. They look, they even created some of the ads for me. So the customer service was just amazing. But secondly, it's just the, um, the scalability. I mean, the types of campaigns you have in there and the way to scale them, it's so simple. I just create a custom segmented audience, which are people that have searched for something like learn Forex trading. They've searched for that in the last year. And then I use a discovery campaign, target them, and then I do a target ROAS setup. And then that's it. And then Google will go and find people that make us the most amount of money. Nice. So how do you keep your ads fresh? I mean, ads wear out after a while. Yes. So what's so cool is that you could you add... When you run an ad, you add five headlines, five descriptions, 20 images. So Google has like, I think that ends up as like 500 variations with a single ad and it takes about 10 minutes to set up, right? Then what Google does is it ranks them. So it says, this image is the best, this image is good, this image is not performing. So at the end of every month, I'll just, out of the 20 images, I'll swap out like the four low performing ones. I'll swap out two low performing descriptions and swap out like one low performing headline. Now I've got an extra 50 variations in there and Google just goes ahead and tests them. And then so every month I'm just, I just go in there for 10 minutes and I just swap out the ones that aren't working. You know, I'd hate to say anything against Facebook because they already don't like me, but Sounds like Google is running their show like a real business. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least in the advertising space, they really know what they're doing. It's in my experience, it's like, you know. Okay, so one reason I think a lot of people have abandoned webinars for marketing, pitch or no pitch, is getting people to show up, right? 
Right. I mean, you, you can have a lot of signups and then a very low show up rate. What do you do to maximize the number of people on on the call? So, I mean, interestingly, we don't even worry about that. Our show up rates are not high. They're like 15%, something like that. It's really, really low. And it's for a couple of reasons. People are in different time zones. People just don't show up to webinars anymore or whatever. But it just doesn't matter because the 15% that are there, the conversion rate is sky high for them. But the other people that aren't, we have so many of them watch the replays. We have so many, many of them understanding that the proof is there. So they're seeing that other people were on it. They're seeing the comments that those people posted. We posted on YouTube live so that people can see it live on YouTube. So there's just, the proof is then built in. So the list is just, you know, unbelievably valuable in that respect. So the other 85% that don't show up, we still have a very decent conversion rate with them simply because of that built-in proof, you know? Yeah. You know, it just occurred to me, it takes a lot of stones to do this thing live, especially when some trades are not going to work out and you have to say, well, that didn't work out and here's why. Was it hard to to actually get into this with people who don't even know you yet? Was it embarrassing What to take some courage or was it just something you came around to and, and your team said, yeah, let's do it that way? Well, I think it always takes courage to go live with anything, right? So someone could ask you anything, anything could happen. But this particularly, the pressure was pulled off because there's no pitch. If there was a pitch, there would be so much pressure to get things right. But there's no pressure to get things right. And in fact, probably like one out of three webinars, is there's not really any profitable trades or anything like that. But it just doesn't matter because people get drawn to the authenticity. You know, people just finally want something authentic. So you're building value and you're building affinity. And then with just out of all of that, it's like, wow, this is a really authentic person just chatting to me, not wanting to sell me anything. They just want to hang out with me. And so that's way more important than the content, I think. So if you're nervous and you want to do this, just be like, okay, well, there's no pitch. So there, so there is no pressure. So people are really kind to you. The skepticism fades and they want to put positive things in the comment section and they, they want to contribute. So I think that's probably the most important thing to remember. But the very first time we did it, we only did it to our own list. And, you know, we did it to people we knew. And so, so that kind of helped. But then we were like, whoa, the results from this is insane. So does it work on a cold audience? Let's test it out. Do you use the, there's not going to be any pitch at the end of this webinar as part of your marketing? It seems to me that that would be a very compelling way to get people to show up, especially if they've been burnt by previous webinars in the past. So sort of, we say it in one email. We were like, just a quick reminder, there's no pitch on this webinar, but we don't advertise that and we don't put it on the landing page. And the reason for that is I just, I just really wanted to, to surprise people. And I haven't tested it the other way because I'm scared to change things when they don't work because as marketers, we like to change everything all the time, even <laughs> if they worked before. So, so it's like a rule of mine, like don't change anything. you know. So that might improve show up rates. You're, you're correct. But once people are on there and they're expecting the pitch and then they don't get one, something inside of me just feels like that's pretty powerful, you know? It's funny. I remember I did a, a live seminar about copywriting seminar almost 20 years ago. 
and there was mm. this one guy he was real ocd and i was talking and he where when are you going to pitch because he really wanted to buy something and it was actually upsetting him and i finally <laughs> satisfied him and he bought and all was well in the world but you know it's okay to pitch on copywriters podcast and you do have a program to train people to do what you do yes could could you share that Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got two programs. One is a done with you program where we kind of teach people how to do this stuff, not only fill up live events and run that the funnel I've been talking about, but also to create courses, write books and how to structure things properly in a financial education business. But really, I think for the people listening here, probably just the ability to get a funnel that give you a bunch of leads who show up and are ready to buy in that structure it's probably the best thing for them. So we actually have a done for you service where we'll set up all the funnels, all the pages. And the guarantee is really simple that if we don't generate the leads and you don't pay anything, we'll pay for the ad spend. Plus we'll give you back the fee that it, that it costs to set all of this stuff up. Wow. So if anyone wants this funnel and wants the Google ads and everything that we use, just go to uh, cashwithcourses.com forward slash yes. And you'll be taken to a Google Doc that has a case study in there and it explains the entire offer to you, shows you exactly what you get, talks about the pricing. And then there's a link there where you can book a one-on-one discovery. Okay. And just to be clear, this is not just for financial education. This is for anything you want, or is this just for financial education? This particular funnel will just be financial education. If you want to create a book and a course and sell that, then that can be for almost anything. We have a bunch of people in our program that are not uh, financial traders or in the financial space. However, this funnel specifically, I don't think, for example, it'll work for photography. I think it, it works particularly well for trading and for, um, for traders in general. Okay. So this is a done for you funnel for financial education and it's cashwithcourses.com forward slash yes. And we'll put that in the That's show notes. It. Awesome. Peter, thank you so much for coming on, man. You said that you would be available to come on next week. I know that David wanted to kind of pick your brain about the emails that you use to take the people from post-webinar to actually being a client or a customer. Um, is, is that correct? You'll be able to come back on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really, really look forward to it. There's so much more to talk about. <laughs> nice. All right, we will see you then. And listeners, if you enjoyed this and you want to get the show notes for this particular episode, make sure that you head over to copywriterspodcast.com. You can find them there. And until next time, we will catch you later. Catch you later. Thanks, Peter. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.